strip down all the layers of insecurity in order to have open and honest conversations about all things surrounding love and money. We're your hosts, Ama and Saeed Shabazz. Yas. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's, Let's Get, Get Naked. Naked. Today's topic is starving artists. <laughs> And here we go. We're going to start with rapid fire, per usual. All right. You ready? Yes. What is your profession? Actor. Okay. Could you see? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you were still going? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to let you run. Director. Mm -hmm. Fitness model. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You sure? Comic. Okay. Anything else? Writer. Anything else? Uh. Sketch artist as well. Oh, okay. I'm getting all my slashes in, okay. all my credits. All right. Oh, fight choreographer. Mm. Mm. Anything else? You gonna pull something else out the woodwork? I mean, I could go stunt, man, but I haven't done it just yet, so I'll leave it as fight you want to. Okay. I do my own stunts. Mm, okay. <laughs> I would. Uh, could you see yourself doing anything different? <laughs> so many things I'm, I'm like <laughs> i would say yes but even if i did i would i would want to still perform so even if i did like just community theater hmm. but i was a social worker or a full-time personal trainer or you know pursued another career i would still i feel like i would still have to perform even if In it was just way. yeah even if it was just community theater okay all right do you think this is your purpose? Yes. Okay. Was it important for you to marry another artist? Yes. I I thought no in the beginning, but life showed me yes. Okay. So you didn't think about that before getting married? It's just well, like... I discovered acting, well, that, that being my passion, that being something that I wanted to do. Later on, well... High school, I would say, but I, I didn't know that I wanted to just act until mm. I got to college and I had a double major and I dropped my other major because it didn't matter once I hit the stage. <laughs> mm. um, what was your other major? Social work. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you know I didn't know that about you? Really? I did not know. Interesting. Learn something every day. Yeah, I was a double major, social work and theater. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to quit due to financial difficulties? Quit acting? No. Okay. Do you have any fears in relation to your success as a creative? Any fears? Yes, you do. <laughs> what? I'm going to tell you, yes, you do. Uh, obviously. What do you, what do you know? Because you told me one time that you have a fear of like... Um, Take your time. ...being successful because of what comes with success. Yeah, but you're um, asking me that today. Today I say no. Then when I said that, yes, but I had to overcome that. I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, you do? Um, yeah, I, I had a fear of being successful because with success comes, you know, more responsibility. And not just that, but comes the moochers and everybody who wants you because of your success, not because of the artistry or because of uh, anything outside of, hey, this guy's a hot ticket. I'm trying to get a slice of that pie, you know? Mm. I I have a, I want to say a fear, but I love people when they're sincere. Mm-hmm. When people are not are not sincere, it bothers me, and 
I know with fandom, people lose that sincerity and they just want to get a bunch of yes men to appease you and that's not what I want. I, so that was once my fear, but I got my circle. Um, I got my faith and I, my tolerance has gone down for people some, so I think I'm cool. I was more so talking about the women. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. But that that's that's a part of it. I have mm. the money, so the women are chasing the bag. I look mm -hmm. like a, a whole snack. And it's like, uh um <laughs> A whole snack instead um, of like what, half a snack? I mean instead of just a biscuit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A biscuit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what is your profession? Well, I like to just give a quick answer and say creative entrepreneur. There you go. All in one. I have a lot of slashes just like this one. Call them out. You, you ashamed of your slashes? No. We'll get into it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> All right. Could you see yourself doing anything different? Um, I've tried to do different stuff. I've tried. I've definitely tried. And it did not work. I was miserable. Mm. And so I always, I've, always come back to my love which is um, which is creating okay just creating do you think this is your purpose yes i absolutely do okay i know my purpose is to communicate mm -hmm. um to inspire to teach to you know just express through creativity i know that's my passion i mean my my purpose purpose okay was it important for you to marry another artist? For me, yes. It was important to marry another artist. Cause just because I wanted somebody who could understand what it is to be an artist. I don't think everybody can totally appreciate <laughs> everything that, everything goes, that goes... Yeah, yeah. So um, that was important to me. And plus, I, you know, I wanted the possibility of collaborating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, have you ever wanted to quit? Absolutely. Due to financial... Due to financial I was about to kind of finish. Due to financial, due to financial difficulties. difficulties. I, listen, we'll get into it later, but I have quit. I have... Okay, so quitting is when you, when you stop and you don't go back. So I haven't right. quit. I took breaks, okay. honey. I took breaks. Well, the question was quit, so... I've wanted to quit, but... My passion and my desire and my, you know, something just keeps calling me back. Yeah. The so. industry keep calling me, son. It keep yeah. calling me. All right. Do you have any fears in relation to success as a creator? I totally have fears. I have the um, whole imposter syndrome lurking in the back of my mind. What's where that? Imposter syndrome is like you'll be found out that you're not really as dope as, you know, <laughs> people are paying you to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I have that. Really, it's crazy because with art, the thing that I love about it is that you could hate it, and then the next person could love it, and it, it you know, it's it's subjective. It, you know, you're absolutely right about that. I, I just, you know, I've had both sides. I've had people love stuff, and I've had people, you know, hate stuff. And for me, keep in mind that I'm an artist. And I'm sensitive about my, my shit. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, you always have that fear that when you're getting paid to do something, somebody's not gonna like it. 
I don't know. I, I have that fear, at least. I do. Um, that's what stopped me from actually going into the writer's room. Like, I've... Really? Really. Like, I have talked... I've been, like, on the brink of getting into writer's rooms or, 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 or having paid writing opportunities. And I would always find a way to sabotage it because I was so scared that I wasn't going to be able to deliver what somebody else wanted. And for me, for me, I would rather create from, you know, my own feelings and desires and, you know what I'm saying? My, 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 something that I feel in my heart rather than what somebody wants me to create. I don't know how else to explain that. I just, that's always been my fear is I don't want to be hired to create something for somebody and, you know, them not. Like, yes. Yes. Hmm. So that's always something that I've struggled with, definitely. I, from As an art, I mean, as a being in front of the camera anyway. That's called trial and error. That's what that's what rehearsal is for. Woo. You know, if you don't like it, then bet back to the drawing board. You're not gonna recast me. I'm just gonna try a different approach. If you didn't like the one approach, so you know, I don't know. I've, I guess because well, I I think it's personality too. But as an actor, I know I'm gonna have to do a lot of auditioning, mm -hmm. and a fraction of that, a slither of that, is gonna be booking. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, and it's it's the law of average. Um, also, being an actor is I'm sorry, being a successful actor, you got to have some hustle to you. Yeah, um, yeah. And, or an artist, period. You got to have some hustle because people have to see your work and have to see you be good at your work. Yeah. And yeah. the only way to see it is to create it. And if you're not booking anything, you got to create your own. Mm -hmm. So it stimulates that creativity, that, that drive, that get up to, oh, you know, this is dope. Like, you got to sit down and take some time and just figure out what you're going to do. Like, that entire process, I love it. Mm. Oh my God! Get an audition, bet, and when you get an audition, like bet. Unless you look at the money and then how good it would be to get that audition, and then my process is after that, I'm like, okay, if I don't get this audition, what does that mean? And I have to ask myself that, and I have to answer that, and go, it means nothing. I wasn't, I wasn't right for the job, but if I don't go through that progression, um, when I do it, my expectations could be too high, or it could be too low. So when I do my audition. It's my energy isn't right because I'm thinking about all this other stuff as opposed to having that conversation prior to even doing the audition and go, all right, cool. So whatever happens, I'm good either way. You did but your best. Yeah, like I'm just going to do me. And when that person that needs me finds me, I'll book that. Mm. So when I audition, I audition uh, with the mindset of I'm sending this to somebody who needs it. Mm -hmm. So that takes the pressure off of me. And now I can do my job and not have to be nervous about, oh, my God, will they like it? What if they, you know, oh, I should have did it. Eh, we always have to. As an artist, because I sketch, I know that there's always going to be a better way to do it. You always look at it like, let me touch this up real quick. Right. Mm -hmm. I do that with my, my art all the time. That's why I use pencil. <laughs> um, but I know in creating, you don't have the opportunity to go back and erase it. Well, with film you do, but I'm, I'm grew up in the theater. So it's one take Drake. And when the audience hears it, sees it, whatever, it's done. Like, that's that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So I, I apply that to my process. And it makes life easier for me. Interesting. Okay, I wish. 
<laughs> you just gotta go through the progression. I, I, I guess, but I'm not on the stage, though. So. This is true, but I mean, you're still, you're still presenting something. I am. To yeah. To be judged. Yes. I've created so much shit and just sat on it because I was too scared to go to take the next step and like actually present it to be judged. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm 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 getting out of that like oh, slowly but surely. I'm getting out of it, getting out of my comfort zone. I'm creating and I'm presenting things to be judged. And um, it's it's kind of scary, but you know, at the same time, if if I just create and just sit on it, it's no one's ever gonna see it, and it right. see it, or appreciate it, or, or or you know, get what they need from it. So, like Steve Harvey said, don't or Les Brown. A lot of motive, a lot of motivational speakers say this, but uh, well, I've heard it a few times anyway. But don't die with your gift. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's another thing that I've just, I, I'm like, I have to like do this like yeah. i cannot i have to leave this here mm -hmm. i cannot go with it i yeah. can't so and i know um for me my i'm always like i do this with you all the time I'm like babe this would be a dope idea yeah and i just drop which you're like what are you gonna do with it i'm like nothing i just had to get it out <laughs> like you're the writer if you want to do something go for it but I, I can't that's not my world yeah i'll start writing something and get to that crossroad where it's like you know what direction are you going with this idea I'm like, oh, I could go this way or this way. Mm -hmm. Or I could just leave it. And I just leave it because I'm not, that's not my lane. Mm -hmm. I'm an, I want to create it. I don't want to, uh, I want to perform it, not create it. Right. Writing. Okay. Um, I did want to go back to this one about, mm -hmm. do you have any fears in relations, uh, any fear in relationship to success as a creative? And going back to what you brought up about my fear with the opposite sex, um, in my mind, I knew. I was like, look, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to get all of that out of my system while I'm single. You know what I'm saying? Smashing my co-stars, the groupies, whatever. Bet. And then I'll find my wife and then I'll get married. Didn't happen like that. Not even close. So <laughs> when I told you that about being nervous um, about the success and the fame and the notoriety that comes with that and uh, the attention from the opposite sex, that was fairly early on in our relationship. Yeah. So I knew I've never had, I've had a taste of it in college performing. You've had a taste of it. I had to have a taste of it. Honestly, <laughs> sincerely, um, I'm, I'm sort of appreciative um, for what we went through earlier in our relationship because oh, yeah. it gave me a sense of what it's like to, Saeed ain't even famous, okay? <laughs> Saeed is not even famous. He's not even rich. And he still had too many hoes on his ass. Like, it was too much. I'm rich in spirit with love. So, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it gave me a taste. I, I had never dealt with anything like this before in my life, okay? Um, the groupies, the hoes, the, the hangers on. So, it gave me a taste of, just a little taste. I'm sure it's it's way worse when, when you know, <laughs> there's actually some stardom attached to a person. Um, it gave me a taste of what it would be like. And honestly, I had to being married to him because you never know dating an artist whether, when their next project, if their next gotcha. project is going to be the project that, you know, takes them to... Right, that next level. Yeah. 
So I had to, you know, learn how to deal with it uh, then. And I'm 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 not gonna say I've mastered it or anything like you that. Should not say that. <laughs> you definitely should not say that. I definitely won't say I mastered it, but but um, I'm getting better. He's he's actually he's actually helped a lot with um, uh, just how how to deal with these situations. <laughs> if he if he has a love scene or anything like that, I'm I'm fine with that. No, I'll give you that. When it comes to my performances with somebody else, that doesn't bother you at all. But if I have a love scene with somebody and they hit me up anytime after the, the after when when it's wrapped, it's wrapped. Okay? What are you still hanging around for? I honestly don't know what your problem is with professional relationships, but uh not all. I see that. Mm -mm. Um, and I think that's something you need to work on. But we'll get back to that. Because in this business, what are you? What are what are you? You can have professional relationships. Like like there's some there's some chicks out there who are totally like, you know, I don't want nothing to do with him. Like, <laughs> and I'm cool with them. <laughs> oh my god! You can't control somebody's desires, man. I, somebody's desires listen. cannot affect the bag. To me, that's listen, how I feel about it. Listen, like, you can want to jump my bones all you want. Write the check and just keep keep your. Your I'm cool with somebody. Yourself. I'm cool with somebody wanting you as long as they can keep it to themselves. The minute they cross the line, the minute they cross the line, and start disrespecting me and our marriage, oh no, then we got problems. That's not you. Be like, then we got problem. That bitch wants you. I'm like, what? Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just early on I knew, or I felt like this because with her and her temperament. You guys have been listening. You can hear it. If you heard what she just said, you know it. So, I was like, man, I don't know, cause I don't want, I don't want my success to cause issues. Right in my relationship, cause the point of my success is to elevate my relationship, not to destroy it. Right, right, right. So that was a, a, a issue of mine. But then when you came to set with me, and I was like, okay, dope. And then after I found out that uh, I had to. Pretend like the woman I had a sex scene was dead in real life. Yeah, she's dead to us in real life. <laughs> How did that even work? On the set, on the set, you know, it's all, you know, do what you got to do on the set. Do what you got to do on the set, okay? Soon as they call rap, she's dead. So she's if, dead. If anybody knows of any um, <laughs> therapist that can help my wife with her insecurities <laughs> and let me be out here and be great, that'd be great. Mm. Uh, <laughs> You know what? And it's not... I wouldn't even have a problem if they... As long as they act like they got sense. But when they want to hang on and come to the house and, like, you know, hang like hang all over you like you don't have a wife, that's when I have a problem. That's when I have a problem. You know? That's all. Just have some respect and we'll be cool. I agree with that. The respect is definitely uh, necessary. Mm. Um, hmm. But we talked about this before. Our gauges of disrespect, you see a look, it's like, that bitch is disrespectful. I'm like, with yeah, her eyes? Yeah, yeah. Because women know. Women know. Women know. Okay? So if women know. Women know. But you're talking to a man. Yeah. How so you... that's why I don't even involve you. I just tell you, be quiet. I know what I saw. <laughs> okay? And I'm going to check that hoe. And that's the part that I'm like, why? I'm with you. So she disrespected me. <laughs> Disrespected us. Okay? <laughs> And I don't deal well with disrespect. 
Let's go. <laughs> um, as far as uh, wanting to quit, um, I knew once I once I got a taste of the stage, I was like, yeah, this is it right here. Quitting, no. Like I said, even if I, um, let's say I got picked up as like a celebrity personal trainer or something like that, and that was like my, my new wave, I'd still be trying to like, hey, who's uh, who you guys cast for the next whatever? Like, I'm still going to try to find a way to make that happen because it doesn't feel natural to not do it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm away from it too long, like, my entire mood changes. I feel off-center. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Like, I agree. Like, like recently, I just got back to sketching. I hadn't drawn in maybe like a year or something. Maybe. Right. So, you know, when I'm away from my artistry too long, I don't feel like myself because I'm not... Uh, I'm... I'm, I'm um, neglecting a part of who I am. Right, right. So quitting it, never. So I started out in my career just doing PA work, um, doing PA work and then moved up to AP for a whole bunch of different studios, right? Mm -hmm. And anytime a project would be done, we'd be back to looking for another a gig, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was a part of me that like just wanted some stability. I, w I definitely wanted to continue doing what I was doing because I loved it. But there was another part that was like, the, you know, the older you get, especially if you're a woman, I don't know what it is. You just want some stability, okay? And I, I have struggled trying to find um, ways to still create and um, have that that financial stability that I, that I yearn, right? Yearn for it. So I, I, you know, started out doing, working with different studios and everything. I stopped and I went to, you know, the corporate side of um, entertainment, did um, um, entertainment insurance uh, for several years. And I was fucking miserable. <laughs> I was stuck in a cubicle, yeah. nine to five. I life. wanted to... I felt like a caged animal. Mm. Like, I, I cannot describe to you the misery <laughs> that I felt every single day. Because oh, wow. that was just, it's its not me. It's mm. not me at all. Um, I need a certain sense of freedom and, and like, I like to create. So um, it was just, I was paid. Like, that was the, that was the time in my life where I had my 803 credit score. All my stuff was paid for. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I was able to pay off all my credit cards, pay off my car. Like, I was I was making some money. But I was super fucking miserable because, you know, that's just not who I am. This whole 9 to 5 corporate America type chick is just not me. It's not me at all. Right. And um, so I had, I quit. I quit and I was like, I'm going to make this work. I don't know how I'm going, but I'm going to, you know, figure out a way to create and make a living from that. <sighs> now, since then, <laughs> it's been a struggle financially. I'm not going to lie. It has been a struggle financially. Um, and it's always that like thing where like, you know, like right now we have, we have like what, five different projects going but we there's also a need for us to have some 
stable income. And so there's always like, what do you do? There's always that, what do you do? Do you continue to like fight for your passion and, and make this work so that somehow you can, you know, make this a way of life, you know, create for a living? Right. Um, or do you just, you know, especially in LA, it's so expensive. Or do you, you know, try to get your bills paid and, and have a roof over your head and food and on the, on the table? You get what I'm saying? Like it's it's for me for right. me it has been a struggle and there's all always like this teeter-totter do i do i continue to push through and fight for my craft or mm. do i just go for stability right yeah it's been hard <laughs> one, one book that that said it and it hit it on hit the nail on the head for me um was the gift of imperfection is the uh -huh. name of the book it's called the gift of imperfection and the author talks about um, owning your slashes, yeah. right? And what that means is just because you're one thing doesn't mean you have to be that one thing. Like Bill Clinton played the saxophone. Two very different, you're a president and you're a musician. Most people feel like you can only be, you have to pick one, but it's like, no, you don't. You can be a judge and then you could knit. Uh, you could be... Uh, a teacher and you could sell earrings on this like whatever however many things you have that you do that makes you whole like the things that you have to do to feel like yourself mm. uh, we often like you said feel like we have to pick one either we can live off our passion or live off of this nine to five it doesn't have to be either or it can be both you can let your nine to five uh, take care of you financially and then let your slash whatever that is whether you get paid from it or not, but that keeps you alive. That keeps you at peace. So I know like no matter what I do, I always have a slash. Like I'm slashed up. And again, the book really just gave it a, a name for me, a slash. But once I read it, I was like, yeah, because I've always worked and always had a job, but I always acted as well. So I never let one take over the other. But if acting came up, oh, this is just a job. This is my passion. So I would jump at any acting opportunity, but I always knew until this pops, I got to have a job because I got to keep paying these bills that, you know. Remember what um, um, we were talking to a financial um, counselor. Her name is Miata. Mm -hmm. um idoka remember when she was talking about how <laughs> she she's an actor but she had to figure out a way to pay her bills so she was waiting tables to pay her bills and there was one time where she um had a shift and she couldn't find anybody to cover her shift but then she also had this audition and um she had to make the audition she was just like you know this is my this is my craft here you know i gotta make this audition she left her her gig to make her audition and she lost her job uh -huh. remember right and so there's always it's, it's not just for me i had a when i was working my nine to five my creative outlet i would write i would write when i got home and then i would also there was also a time where i i um did um i had a business i had a um a clothing line it was like a women's athleisure wear clothing line. So I did that as well. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, but it was rough. Like it was, it was, <laughs> I, 
I, it was rough. It was taking, like I was paying for my business through my nine to five um, until I got it started. And stupid me. I unexperienced you. Unexperienced me. You fine. to yourself? I, <laughs> I decided like I have had enough of this nine to five. There was some, there was some um, fuckery going on in my nine to five where they were being super shady. And so I decided that I was done. I was like, I have my business here. I just started it. I'm just going to do that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and I quit. And oh, that was a bad move. It was a bad move because I was not ready to quit. Right. I was just fed up. And I hated corporate America that much. Um, so I was miserable, even though I was, I was still um, creating. But I wanted that creating to be my my paycheck as well right. i wanted that to be my life mm -hmm. i didn't want to have to devote any time to doing something anything else do. something right. that that drained me that just you know sucked the life and the energy out of me every single day like i you know so um i i did make a choice i did and i'm i regretted it for a long time um, not that I wanted to go back, but I just regretted not staying a little longer to set things up properly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, still, to this day, I feel like I'm fighting for a sense of financial stability and, you know, um, doing my craft, which, you know, I've been doing for, we've been writing, we've been, you know, creating, doing the podcast, like we got this game coming out, like it's just, we're doing a lot. Doing a lot of little projects, and I love it. However, it would be nice <laughs> if it was paying us too. So there, it, it does feel like there is that battle because you want to progress in life. You want to, especially for women. I don't know if men feel the same way, but like, and I, and I wonder sometimes how it is being married to a creative when you're not one yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like <clears throat> me being a woman, if I wasn't married to a creative and he was, you know, paying the bills um, and allowing me to work on my craft until, you know, it popped. Right. It would be a little bit more acceptable. It would be a little bit more acceptable than if it was flipped. Gotcha. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so if you were. So you're saying it's more. Understand. Yeah, that makes sense because for women, it looks like the man is a deadbeat. Yeah. And so a man is like, oh, you're figuring yourself out. You're finding your, your road. Right, right, right. That double standard sucks. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel sorry for people in relationships because I'm just like, get out. I know. Um, it, it sounds, I know, I know, I know, but I don't care. That's just how I feel. If you don't like a relationship, just get out. There are some, some special cases to each situation but why would you stay you're not happy leave okay that's a little harsh self-preservation is the first harsh it, it, listen life but, is hard okay so you're trying to tell somebody that they shouldn't be with who they love simply because of what what they do that's that's not what i said i said if you're not happy i did not say anything else but yeah as far as like dating I don't know how it is now. I'm not, I've been out the game for a minute. But with artists, I know, um, those that I know that are still out there, 
Female artists, I know it's hard for them. <laughs> Why? Why do you think it's hard for a female artist? Well, it's already hard for a female, period, uh, in today's time, dating. When I say dating, I mean like really meeting somebody, getting that sincere connection with somebody, meaning you're not meeting the representative, and then turn around having uh, dialogue, getting intimate with that person. And as artists, we're just more intimate people because of what we have to do for our craft. We're more emotionally available and we're more expressive, I feel. And if, as a, as a guy, if I meet somebody, women already are, you know, more emotional than men, but if somebody's more in tune with their emotion and, and the other person is public school emotions, like just, just bare minimum, that would be, that could come off too much. It's almost like a tiger. A tiger is angelic and beautiful, but you're not gonna run up on no wild tiger. That's how I feel like artists are with their passion and with how they speak with people who can't, that don't know how to receive that or reciprocate that. So again, I say for women. Now for men who are artists, because our emotions are heightened, it's actually more appealing to women because, oh, that guy knows how to articulate how he feels and he's more expressive versus a guy like, I do football and I drink beer. It's like, that's boring, what else? So, you know, those, for men, it's more of, it elevates your stock as far as what women are looking for, those who are available emotionally. Women, it's, it creates the opposite because your emotional stock goes up, but now you're trying to meet somebody who's not even close to where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're not in the industry is what I'm referring to. Right, right, right. Um, one other thing um, that bothers me is, is, okay, so I have a cousin who told his daughter that people who follow their dreams hmm. huh, are broke. broke. Yeah. People who follow their dreams are broke and they don't make money. And I feel like I have something to do with that. It bothers me. It bothers me. It bothers me. Why would you put that responsibility on yourself? You like know, that? because I'm the only create creative who, or the only person who took a creative. Uh, career route right. in the family, right? I'm the one who has struggled with finances the most. And so I just, I remember when he came here and he, he was visiting, he was looking at all the homeless people. He was just like, dang, are these all people who tried to make it and didn't? Mm -hmm. Like the amount of, of, of homeless people in LA is crazy. Like this is must be like all the people who came here who tried to make it and didn't make it. Like, and then we were going through our financial struggle at, at the same time, like like it was bad. And I feel, I feel it when I think about that. It really, it really saddens me because I don't ever want people to be discouraged from following their dreams because you know they have a fear that they'll be broke. It 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 makes me want to uh, succeed even more. I dig that. I can see that. It definitely does. Just so I can be an example, like, no, you can. You can do this. And I don't I don't ever want people to like, or especially like my little cousin, like I don't want them to like not follow their dreams because, you know, I, they'll be they'll be poor. I feel like and I also feel like people who are not in the creative industry have this image of creatives as being flighty because 
like for me, my creativity, like it's not just on one thing. Like, like you said, we have a lot of slashes now. So I feel like they, because we can't say, oh, we're a lawyer. Oh, oh, we're a doctor. You know what I'm saying? It's not one thing. Um, I feel like they look at us as being a little flighty, a little <laughs> you know, all over the place. Right, and I, I can see that, but I don't, you know how I am. I don't let people's thoughts dictate my moves. I know you don't. I can't, and this is why, right? When we were growing up, if you were playing a video game all day, it's like, you're going to be a bum. You know, you got to get off that game and go outside, go do something. You got to get a job. But now they got uh, NBA 2K leagues. They have Call of Duty leagues. These are all video games where there's leagues and people are getting paid millions of dollars to play games. They have tournaments where people go and you can win money playing video games. So for all of those uncles, aunts, parents out there who said, you're going to fry your brain playing that video game. You can't make no money playing that video game. Yeah, you can. And let's take it back, you know, another 20 years. When, you know, somebody's writing down their poems, like, I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, be, I want to perform my, my words. Like, ain't nobody making money off that. You're going to be a broke rapper. Ain't nobody going to buy your album. Yeah. And now, you know, rap, rap hit in the 90s, like, hard. So what people, what other people say, I can't let that influence me because you don't know. You're speaking from your insecurity, your fears, uh, what you've seen in your life, and that's, that's your facts. That's your truth. That's not mine. So when you're talking about uh, your cousin who's, who made that statement, I wouldn't. I, I never would have taken that personally because I know him, and he's worldly. You don't know how many people he's met in his in his lifetime, or maybe in the military, wherever he's been, who followed their dream and failed, and probably felt epically to the point that they were homeless. We're not homeless. That's not our. That, eh, that ain't us. So. I, w- I wouldn't even take that to the chest. I, I do because I, I don't, I, it makes me sad for them. I don't want them to not follow their dream because you get what I'm saying? It really hurts for, for, for um, my heart really hurts for them. It really does. Like I really, I'm sitting here getting emotional because I, I just, I, that is so sad to me. It, it really is. I, I It is disheartening, but <laughs> I'm going to keep coming with the butts because Jay-Z, Jay-Z said it, you know, he was listening to the song, let his uncle hear it. His uncle's like, it's going to be trash. Nobody's going to listen to this. Yeah. Like, you're always going to have those naysayers. So it is un- it is disheartening to hear an adult say that to a child because you don't know what that child's dream is and what that could do to him. But that also could be the thing that propels him into success. That could be the, like, you know, I'm going to do it in spite of my daddy said I can't, so I'm going to do it. Like, you know how many stories are out there like that? So it's very unfortunate and disheartening and you shouldn't tell anybody that they can't succeed in following their dream because what if you're the cause of somebody's downfall? Like when you don't follow your passion, a part of you dies. Mm-hmm. So are you willing to be the cause of the death of somebody's creativity? So I don't know. That That's the creative me saying don't do that. But also the other the other side of my creative is like, Keep doing that because you don't know what fire you, you, you're, you're sparking right now. Yeah. So you, you never know what's going to push somebody into their, uh, into their greatness. greatness. Yeah. So I say do what you do. Life is going to continue to go, man. People have been telling people not to do stuff since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did Cain tell Abel? What did uh, Adam tell Eve? Or, I'm sorry, what did God tell Adam and Eve? So, you know what I'm saying? People have been telling people stuff since the beginning of time. 
what and what not to do. And then you do it and you deal with the, the consequences. So I don't I don't let people's words like you don't know me. And even if you do, you obviously don't because you're telling me not to do something that I love or that I'm very passionate about. So I say uh, trial and error, man. You never know what your passion will lead you to, even if it's not even your goal. Like if I want to like my goal is to be take over the mantle of Black Panther R.I.P. If that doesn't happen, who knows? I might end up directing or, you know, producing or whatever. Nobody, I don't know where this road is going to take me. It may not take me to the destination that I desire. But if it takes me somewhere equally great or greater, bet. I just have to continue on my journey. Yeah. And for me, like, I, I can't see myself not creating. It's, it's the air that I breathe. Mm -hmm. So I just need to be able to create. I need that in my life. So, you know. I dig and one last thing. Again, to the point of not knowing where to lead you, my creativity led me to my wife. I was in Atlanta. Like, Atlanta was popping low-key, but I was felt like something was pulling me to Los Angeles. Nothing could have kept me in Atlanta. Nothing. And I came here, and then literally a month later, I met you. Mm -hmm. Following my dream. Mm -hmm. So, follow it, because you don't know where to take you. Yeah, very true. So I'm, I'm going to sign off with that one. Mm -hmm. Love you. Guys, have any questions, concerns, <laughs> comments? Leave it in the uh, leave it in the DMs. Hit, Hit us up. up. Let us hear from you. Um, please. Yeah. Rate us, Continue please. Definitely rate us. Rate us, yes. Uh, oh, also check out our Patreon. We uh, yeah. Our Patreon page up. We're both wearing our shirts. Our let's get naked shirts. Link is in the bio, you guys. I'm Link rocking the red the one. It's fire. She got on the white one. <laughs> we'll post it. But uh, yeah, man, check us out. Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time. Oh, 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 real quick, real quick. Remember, we have to um, sign off, okay? We're taking a little bit of a hiatus. Yes, yes. We are going to be, this is going to be our last episode for the remainder of the yeah. year. So, tune in. Uh, follow us on The Real Let's Get Naked on Instagram, on Instagram. and Facebook, right? Yep. And so, um, yeah, follow us for updates on what we're doing. And, you know, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming out when we, we get back. We still will be dropping content on we the still social will media be and content. Facebook. Like, we got some stuff coming out on there. So right, definitely right, check right. that out. We got a couple of interviews. Fire. Yeah. Um, also, also, Saeed and, I, Saeed and I have a bet. We're supposed to be keeping you guys updated on our finances, right? <laughs> we have a bet going. Mm -hmm. um, we're fixing our credit, right? Um, I decided to go the DIY route since mm -hmm. that's what helped me um, before. Right, she did it once. I did it once. I, I was scared to do it again because, you know, a repo, ooh, 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 it just seems like a lot to tackle, but I'm still going to do it. This guy, he um, paid for credit repair. credit repair. And so we have a bet kind of to see, like, who can get their credit score up 100 points. First. Um, first. <laughs> so, follow us. Follow us. Follow us. We're going to keep you guys posted. And until so, next So, Sally Mae, if you're listening, man, get off my report. You're killing me. <laughs> Jeez. Not getting his bread. I'm going to stop. But no. Um, until next time, guys. Thank you yeah. all so much. And stay tuned. Thank you for listening. We'd like to invite you all to get naked with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Real Let's Get Naked. 
You can also DM us any questions that you might have, and we just might answer them on the podcast. Also, feel free to go to our website, where you can ask us questions as well at StrongerTogetherProductions.com. This podcast was brought to you in part by On The Rise Media.